0: So awesome. You know, good morning times too. Good do it morning.
1: Again. I um I was on like a chat room the other day and somebody said good morning and I said it was like night, and they sent me this link where there's this whole like internet lexicon where you just say good morning even if it's nighttime because it's always good morning for somebody or something. I don't know. That's it's fair. Weird. Anyway. Um. Yeah. I, I feel like at this point, there's no point really to do too much of an introduction because like out of the four, five podcasts I've had, three of them have been with you. So, but I'm sure new people will come on. Yeah. Anyway, I'm back. I feel like I should just... Well, I'm actually something. curious
0: today. I had a I had an idea that maybe I wanted to learn a bit more about you. First, nice, nice about your talk. life and second, about some of the practices you do because I figured... You've got something with Alan Watts and that sector of the yeah. world. I don't know oh, much about it, so exactly. you can tell me a bit about your life and how it Yeah,
1: yeah. I, the the one caveat I will say is I'm fucking long-winded and, like, ADHD, and so I have a tendency to just, like, drift off into fucking just a story that doesn't matter about, like, a dog when when I was 12 okay. or something like that. Um,
0: I'll try to pull you back yeah, if I can.
1: Yeah, I mean, that sounds good. So, yeah, pretty much I'm – um. I'm Australian, which is always a bit of a weird thing. I think I, I, it might not be the same for you because you're European, but most like Americans I meet, they have this assumption that in Australia we're basically just fucking knocking out kangaroos and fighting like crocodiles, and it's just like we're all like like redneck, but also like Australian redneck, where people think we're like crocodile hunter or Steve Irwin, and it's definitely not like that. Um, I've recently moved to Brisbane, which is a more tropical city than what i'm used to and there's heaps of wildlife but realistically like i've only fought two kangaroos in my life no i'm just kidding this is, i've never fought a kangaroo um but yeah so i i grew up here in brisbane and when i was like real young we moved back to kentucky so i'm half american this might be going a bit too far back in my worldview. view no, but, to- um Lived for a few years in the States and then lived in Australia pretty much the rest of my life. I've been in Canberra more more, more or less most of my life. Um, Canberra is the capital. It's pretty boring down there. It's like kind of small city. It's like 400,000 people, um, but there's just not much going on. Uh, it's heaps of immigration and heaps of like... Growing up, my school was very multicultural, and so like everyone I knew was you know Indonesian or Indian or African or Italian or whatever so there was just like a huge mix it was like a melting pot which is kind of cool but yeah i have just like the classic story of like i was a shit student still mm-hmm. kind of a shit student i had uh, i think most of my life one of the biggest issues i really had was i'm um, celiac which um is like some weird annoying disease where it's just like if, if i eat gluten my Body starts to conspire against itself and like my cells attack each other but it's something I never knew I had until like a couple years back from now and um yeah basically I've spent a lot of my life having a lot of like what I would say is just like concentration issues and focus issues and uh, I'm just a rebellious person in general but growing up it was pretty intense where it's just like the idea of sitting and learning algebra or whatever it might be I just I couldn't think of anything worse And so when I was, I don't know, I want to say I was like, probably like 19, 20, I, I heard about meditation and stuff like that. And I always had a little bit of an allergy against just religion in general, um, that just, for whatever reason, I just, it's just even today, like, it seems a little silly. Now I can really appreciate that. There's definitely good practices. And there's definitely like, you know, Jesus was definitely a dude who, he taught a lot of good things. I'm less inclined to be receptive to like, um, I feel like in Catholicism and Christianity, there's a lot of like fear-based stuff. And in the Bible, it's like, it's a lot of like, this is like, you have to do this or else here's the counterfactual or the ultimatum where like, it's going to really suck dick. Or sorry, I should probably not speak so badly, but it's it's going to be really shit. You know, you're going to be in hell, whatever that is. the worst possible amount like thing you can imagine um but yeah i i really i really got into like meditation as a practice because i just very strictly oh this will help me increase my ability to focus like that was like just the only reason i wanted to do it. i was like i know that if i just keep doing this eventually i'll be able to just like sit down and read a book without just wandering off um and, and and just with that one in specific so like when i was pretty young I like, I call it young now, but that's because I'm 30. But when I was like 18 to like 20, I really tried to get into like reading and I just physically could not do it. Every single day I got home from work and I would try to read a book and I would just get like two paragraphs and my mind would just wander and I just couldn't stick on it. And I think what I realized with that was I was just reading too slowly. So I got into um like speed reading exercises and I don't know if it like increases much, but it made it so that I could just read a bit quicker and then I could really read. But before then it was just like too slow that my brain just went on tangents and I couldn't focus. Um, But yeah, with like the Alan Watts stuff, I always like, so when I was pretty young, I, I think I just, I had health issues and shit. I had high cholesterol and I was like on shit that just made me lethargic as fuck. And I remember just like working heaps and just feeling super exhausted. And I'd listen to like motivational videos and just being young and kind of cringy and just like go to the gym, Arnold Schwarzenegger talking about, you know, whatever lift weights and I would listen to that kind of stuff and then I think like Alan Watts just sort of seeped in because he just got like added to a lot of like motivational videos yeah. um but he's definitely not what you would call like a motivator he's a very like eastern religion type of big beard spends a lot of time just chilling out and thinking about buddhism and stuff um and I never really thought about it much and then I think when I was like 22 or 23 my mate really pushed me into acid like not push me in, but he was just like, let's take it. And I was like, pretty, I didn't really, you know, I bought into the whole, those ideas, just like you hear, you hear of story. I've never heard anyone actually have really horrible experience, but you hear stories where people, you know, they take it once and they're just like completely retarded for the rest of their life or whatever, or they just like think they can fly and jump off a building or something like that. And um, so I wasn't, I was pretty not into it. And then I ended up taking it and it was like probably the most extreme experience I had had up to that point and it was pretty weird and it was definitely like a negative like the whole thing was just like I felt like I was going crazy but after it and like in the peak of the craziness I, I remember having just these weird flashbacks to a lot of the Alan Watts videos I'd listened to like six years prior and all that shit just like went back in my brain and I got all like, I don't know, I felt like I just understood everything and everything made sense and all this weird stuff like that. Um, But yeah, it was like a peak of just like extreme stress and didn't like it and like feel like, oh, I'm losing my mind. But then the come down of like when I got off the drug, like that session was just the most sublime bliss I had ever had. And it felt like my ADHD symptoms, whatever, were like gone. And that lasted for like, I don't know, like two and a half, four weeks Like it was like quite a a long period. And then I think from that point on, I just like slowly drifted more and more into like delving into sort of like meditation practices and the far East sort of stuff. I'm a bit, um, I'd say like kind of ambivalent towards like what it is. I, there's some stuff I like that's like classically canonically like Hindu, but it doesn't fit the sort of Hindu religious structure. Um, some of it's, like, Buddhism, some of it's, like, Taoism, which is, like, it's kind of, like, this Chinese version, which I think was initially supposed to be, like, a sort of counter to their Confucianism, Confucianism ideas, which were very, like, just, like, um, prescriptive about here's how you live life and that sort of stuff, and the Taoism stuff was supposed to be, like, this is what someone told me, like, a basic like example of like, look, here's the opposite of basically everything you've said and you can see how it still works. And actually that's just like a good way to sort of get into flow and be more like receptive with your own sort of feelings and how things are. I feel like I will just stop there for a second. Cause I feel like I have just talked like 10 minutes, 20 minutes. Um, and I just feel narcissistic almost. Cause I'm just like me, 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 me. So I will stop here and then you can ask questions, and if you don't have any, I'll just keep talking. I guess.
0: Yeah, no, it's great. Thank you. Um, I really did. You read the Tao Te Ching?
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah, I love it. Nice. Like I have the exact book.
0: same copy with the. the oh one. yeah. It's,
1: yeah, it's, it's nice. Great. I um I've read like a lot of them, like the different yeah. translations stuff. I like that one, but. Yeah, I've read a few. I like, I think my ADHD stuff, I like some of them like YouTube video ones have like music at the background. I like some of that, but I think the translation, this one's pretty good. For me though, it's kind of, this might just be something about my brain and I'm like retarded or dumb or something. But a lot of it, it, it follows sort of this similar curve that getting into it did where it's like, I read this stuff and I was like, oh, it's kind of cool, but I don't really get it. And then like one day I'll take acid or something and then it's just like, I'm like, oh, I think I s- start to sort of conceptualize yeah. or understand all that knowledge. And I feel like, I don't know, I think it might just be something wrong with me or something that, that might be a way that I learn a little bit better or at least with certain things like that, which are a little bit less um, sort of mechanical than most nature because it's like, a lot of the Buddhist stuff and a lot of like that sort of stuff is almost, it's almost like, like I heard somebody talk about like quantum physics and it's kind of like when you, like, um, this is probably a bad example, but they were saying like, imagine you had like, you lost some coins in your um couch and like as you try to get it you push it in further mm-hmm. and they were saying like quantum mechanics is kind of like that like the very nature of like measuring it kind of changes its reality and sometimes i feel like with the buddha and stuff it's kind of like that where it's like if, if you really go into depths with like what buddha taught and all that sort of stuff he, he was very prescriptive and like he had like a lot of teachings and when you think of the bible the bibles you know like this on like a varied amount of topics and then, like, his suttas or whatever, which are, like, that big. Like, it's just so much really? that he talked about. But it's on a very short, yeah. But it's on a much shorter um topic. Like, he's not talking about all of reality and stuff. Like, most of it is about just this one specific thing, which okay. in his mind is he taught dukkha and the end of dukkha. Which dukkha is a word that they translate as, like, suffering mm-hmm. or sometimes they say suffering is probably not the best translation. It's more like um, unsatisfactoriness. I think is probably like a closer one or like it kind of sucks or like, cause some things aren't suffering. Like you wouldn't say like, I'm a little bit hungry and I'm suffering or whatever, yeah. uh, but it, it is kind of in that way where it's like, like you do something and then you stop suffering, quote unquote, but it, it doesn't last. Like it's not a continuous field of, saying like you eat food you get full and you're so full you don't want to eat but then eventually it sort of dissipates and then it comes back again and so I think that's more the way that he was talking about it um where was I going with that but yeah I think with the um yeah that sort of stuff a lot of those sorts of like I I I feel like I have never really had like sort of like spiritual experiences at least when I was younger until I started maybe more experimenting with some of the naughty drugs and stuff like that and never anything like too intense but like just like your, mushrooms and acid and yeah i guess mdma some people get like sort of religious love experiences and that mm-hmm. sort of stuff um yeah i don't know i feel like i was going somewhere with that but then i just fucking I oh, that's imagine. all good it makes
0: sense it's cool uh can i zoom in a little bit on your childhood because i'm curious mm-hmm. a bit more Go about how you experienced that were you um a happy child in general did you have siblings how's your relationship yeah, with i got one brother sorry a brother yeah please and your parents yeah. for example yeah
1: yeah definitely i have one brother older brother he's uh three three years and one day we you know we get along we i, I think you it seems like you have like a pretty I won't say crazy, but just having that many siblings, it seems like it's a lot. You have like four siblings or five siblings? Five, or something. Five, yeah. Five. Yeah, that seems like a lot, but just because I came from just a singular one. um. But yeah, me and my brother, we kind of got along, you know, at a certain age when you're growing up, your little brother becomes a fucking annoying nuisance. So we definitely had a lot of moments of like, just like punching on and like violence and stuff to each other i think it's like a normal level of like yeah like destroy him at playstation and he gets angry and just like wants to fight and stuff like that um i think yeah my family is is, you know like where, where i grew up in canberra it's actually a pretty chill place and it's pretty calm but i think for whatever reason i just all my friends were some level of degenerate and like just everyone was into crime and just being bad and so like when I reflect about my upbringing compared to most other people I do think I had like a pretty good upbringing my family you know my mom and dad they're not very drug addicted they're not you know abusive nothing like that um but you know I think I was a really stressed out kid just like I was just like pissed off all the time I used to think it was very much just like I wasn't challenged as a kid and just I found everything so boring and I just like needed more stimulation and there's probably a bit of that but i do think now that i look back i'm like part of me thinks like it might have just been this a lot of it is just this dietary thing because like i don't like now if i do eat gluten or whatever i just get i just get so angry but like also like uh sometimes they call it my um brain fog Mm -hmm. you just can't remember you just don't you just kind of you get like it almost feels like a low level dementia. Like you just kind of like don't know what the fuck is going yeah. on in your brain. It seems so much more reactive than you usually would or whatever. Um, yeah. I think the spiritual stuff is definitely something that I was, when I was about 17, my best mate died in a car crash. And that was just like such an intense experience that I feel like growing up, most people I knew didn't know anyone who had died until, you know, we got a bit older and, things like car crashes become a bit more uh common i think especially like your age and my age like it's like the number one cause of death it's just like a car accident because you know people are fucking bad drivers myself included sometimes i feel like i'm pretty good but like you know sometimes you just fucking Mm. you don't pay attention um and i think that was like definitely like a weird experience because it was just like it just like changed my life or whatever like i was just super not expecting it super close with this dude he, he was living at my house not at the time but for like months before and like my mom saw him as like a, a son basically and so like it was just like a very weird sort of thing to happen because like i don't know if you've known many people in your life who have like passed away or anything like that but it just it just is a, it just like complete changes your world because it's yeah. like something that you always see and then just and the weird thing about him he was very um would like hang out with fucking us and be degenerate. And we all like skated and, you know, just doing nothing too bad. Just like smoking ciggies and drinking and just mm-hmm. like whatever chasing girls and being stupid. But he was like low key fucking like real Christian and like sneaking off to church, which is a really weird thing in my opinion, because it's not the typical sort of, sort of thing. What about you? How was your upbringing? Do you, do you feel like you had like a pretty good one, or uh,
0: on Do you paper... say you're
1: the second of five? Is that what you said? last time? The second last child of five.
0: I'm the Is what
1: I heard. I'm
0: the fourth, so yeah, I'm the hmm. third last, right? Damn, yeah, no, yeah, no. My childhood, on paper, it was very good. I think I was very blessed with um. Yeah, I think so. Right, <laughs> third last.
1: All right confused myself for a second yeah, yeah i'm the fourth um, that's how i
0: remember it um but i wasn't a very happy you're pretty stressed out as opinion. well
1: yeah any reason do you think looking back or just hormones too much testosterone you know
0: i don't know i think no. i was quite afraid things insecure i was um well i was the fourth yeah. so i had a lot of Support from my siblings, but also I felt a lot of pressure from them. Like if I did something wrong, you have like three older kids who are, you know, ganging up on you. That's what that's my father's explanation yeah. for me being afraid. Um, yeah, so I'm um, um, very good, but I didn't like I've had a, I had a lot of negative emotion as a child and now i'm the opposite let's say it because i have more and more autonomy for me autonomy was always very important even when i was a child but i don't didn't have it you know i didn't have any of it so
1: impatience just killed me like waiting for stuff as a kid i just yeah i just couldn't like i just scream i was like i have to wait how long like oh i hated it yeah i think even now at like three o'clock like I don't know if it's a thing because of like the pattern of school, but at about three o'clock every day, I just get so restless and I need to either <laughs> go for a walk or work out or some shit. And I think it might just be in school. Cause that was like finally the moment at the end of the day where you could get the fuck out of there or whatever.
0: Did you have a lot um, of hours a day yeah. in
1: school? Here it's like, well, I think it's like nine to three or something like that. Yeah, we have similar. It like, feels like forever when you just hate it. I feel like a lot of it could have been like if teachers kind of, explain why I should care about it I feel like maybe I would have cared about it more but it just felt so arbitrary like we're just doing weird tests on random things that like I'm never going to use algebra or whatever mm. the hell it is And I just use that as an example because I remember that was the point in maths where I like that's why I tapped out like everything before then was pretty easy and I could understand it and then they started adding pyramids and e equals this and I'm like I don't know <laughs> dude I don't care any of this
0: yeah it's so,
1: interesting you said that um with your dad he that was his explanation about like why you were temperamental yeah. or whatever i think um i don't know if this is true and i don't want to like discredit all of therapy but i did get into like some therapy i don't know i was like 25 or something like that and i think some of it's good i think for me some of it's good just to like talk yeah. But one thing i felt is that there's a lot of like um there's so many lenses you can have to look at anything like there's no, so many different ways to perceive something that like, you know, your dad could say, Oh, the reason you did X is because of Y. But then like, it could really just be like a completely different reason. It could be, you just didn't get enough sleep last night, you had too much glucose or like just so many small things. But then I feel like, especially with therapy, people often like attach themselves to certain explanations. Mm. And then it's like, have apologizes the way they are in a weird way where it's like like oh yes the reason i'm scared of heights is because when i was young my parents threw me up or whatever and like that's the reason and I, blah blah and they try to like integrate that knowledge and all that sort of stuff but often i feel like it's just there's so many different reasons it can yeah. be and then often like we we just throw things at the one we're like yeah that seems correct and so because it seems correct we like latch on to that and that's so sometimes point. i feel like it's, it's like negative sometimes like we're like People are often, and I think there's a thing with like the Buddhism stuff as well, where it's like people are often looking for a reason. They're like looking for something to feel good or they're like, you know, like trying to figure out why they are the way they are or why they aren't the way they want to be. Where yeah. like really yeah, any moment you can sort of just like drop that and just like stop clinging to like caring about something really particular. And like in that moment of just like, I'm going to just like let go you can just re redecide anything, like do whatever the fuck you want. You know, I mean? beautiful. Like, something like that. Like I feel me. like, like I, I remember, I don't know if you even know like Tony Robbins and stuff like that. He's like yeah. a motivational mm-hmm. dude, but he would say there was this like, like decision comes from the Latin word incision. And it means that like the moment you decide something, you cut off or whatever. Yeah. And like, so like it just felt like, like the way he was explaining, it was just like the moment you decide something, that's it and I, I, m- I remember like growing up and just like being addicted to cigarettes or alcohol or whatever it would be there would always be that like i'd feel like i'd need that like springboard to get there but then like when i got more into buddhist stuff i, I realized it's like you can really just like kind of do whatever the hell you want and you can really just force yourself to do whatever you want
0: mm-hmm. and that might
1: not be the best word force it but sometimes you can just be like i'm just going to do x and i don't yeah. have to be like oh i'm in the whatever good mood or whatever I don't know I just want to. can you can, you can
0: rewrite your story quite easily much more easily yeah. than you might think I agree with that yeah I,
1: I think there's I think there's something there's something to uh I, I do a lot of writing and a lot of it's like journaling and stuff like that but mm-hmm. often it's like fiction writing but I broke so many hard drives I had that had heaps of my writing and I don't really care about most of it but there was one where I like I just like went through my childhood one day, just and like just like wrote it out, and just like from that different lens of like I was looking at it later, it just, it feel like a lot of things clicked. So I, like for me, I feel like there is something there where it's like if you want to fucking, go through your childhood and shit, there's definitely like, stuff you can learn. But I feel like so many people cling to, just everything, not a, not even just the um, childhood, but they just cling to things when they just don't need to. You can just kind of go fuck it and i'm just gonna chill life's awesome do you know what i mean
0: yeah i definitely feel this way for my own life like when i tell you about my childhood it's also something that doesn't really haunt me anymore like i'm not anymore that fearful child so in that sense i think i have made those decisions or Changed my ways in that sense. But if I hadn't, I think this is good advice for people that are listening that may be stuck in, in something from the past that you can look at it in a totally different way or realize that the story you're telling yourself about it might not be capturing the whole picture and that you have much more agency in it. So that's a very good point.
1: Yeah, there's this girl on Twitter I follow who she's like, she's really weird. Like she's definitely like a weird person, which I mean weird in my opinion weirdness isn't bad and I think there's like a bit of correlation between weirdness and intelligence that a lot of people don't like to like admit um but she's like a very odd person like she's like does weird surveys and into like sex work and it's like very artistic and just like has like all these weird personality things but she was saying a similar thing and I I thought it kind of like illustrated the point good where she was saying that she grew up in like a I think it was like a, a very toxic, abusive relationship with her parents, who were like extremely, I don't know, some version. I want to say Mormon, but I don't think it was. But just like some version of like ultra orthodox Christian and like abusive, and she was saying that she remembers growing up and like just like that was it. Like she didn't attach too much negativity to it because that was just her experience and so that she didn't think about it. But then as she got older and she told people about her childhood they would be like, holy shit, you went through all this trauma and abuse and like, wow, are you okay? And then like at that fact, like at that point in time, yeah. she was like, oh, holy shit, I should feel bad. And then she started feeling like really horrible about her upbringing and stuff. But before that it was just like never an issue.
0: And that's very interesting.
1: There's yeah. yeah. There's definitely people and points where it's like people cope and they build these weird things where like, you know, they're addicted to eating because it's like an abusing and, Obviously, you should probably try to get rid of that. But I do think that sometimes people, they, yeah, they reach for explanations. Yeah. And maybe they don't, you can kind of just go, I'm going to just be better or do whatever I want or whatever.
0: I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't know. Yeah. And it's also something you have to balance. I mean, of course, there are people that do have to face things from their past, I guess. Would you agree? For sure. For sure. You know?
1: Yeah, definitely. For sure. And I'm not trying to, like, say, like, all oh, the therapy is bad or anything like that. It's yeah. just that I've, in my personal experience, for me individually, and it, as I said, I had a pretty good upbringing. So, it might just be that I'm just, like, the lucky case or whatever. Yeah. But it felt like, for me, a lot of the things, it was more about, like, if there was something I needed to get over, it was more about letting go of it rather than diagnosing. Well, you got, like, a ghost in your house, dude. Go on. ghost. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I it, it, it just felt like for me personally, it was a lot about like actually letting go of trying to understand and explain it. And like, yeah, maybe something like forgiving yourself or forgiving other people. Whatever, but a lot of it's more about letting go rather than being like, I'm going to diagnose X, Y, and Z. And this is why I like peanut butter or whatever the heck it might be. Yeah.
0: Okay. Um, you, do you have
1: like, electricity? Are you like your house is like going, there was like, Oh you yeah. Sorry. This is just my lamp. It's on. really,
0: my lamp is like very unstable. Oh. So if I, wait, let me see. Well, I have to touch it a certain way to make it consistently shine, let's say, damn. but um, it's all good. Okay. I have a question for you. Do you um love yourself and have you loved yourself in the past?
1: Yeah, I'm probably more on the spectrum of too much love for myself. Like I, I think I'm like, like Donald Trump level of narcissism. I'm like, I'm, I'm pretty great. Are you serious? A little bit. Yeah. I think I'm awesome. My girlfriend is laughing at me in the corner. I definitely like, you know, like everyone, I have issues of like anxiety and like, especially growing up and like, you know, being scared with girls and stuff like that. But I definitely, yeah, I got a lot of love for myself. I don't know if that's, See, it's weird because I almost want to say, like, oh, it seems bad. Like, that's a bad thing. But I don't actually think it is. I just think that, like, the usual expectation that people have for themselves and others is they have this, like, shame and stuff like that. And I just, yeah, I don't really think I have much of that. I do think I'm a pr- pretty good person, though, as well. Like, yeah. I think, like, actually, morally, I feel like I've I've really done a lot to try and, like, you, like where I can do the right thing even when something easier would suffice or like that option was easier, but I knew it was like, it's just not as good. It would like fuck someone over slightly and stuff like that. I feel like I have just in that way, like morally have been like a pretty good person. But then just also I'm like, I don't know. I do think it's it's probably, it's probably sounds crazy to other people, but I do think it's not a bad thing that some people view themselves so highly. A lot of people are like, oh, you think you're better than other people. And then my view is more like, it is is going to sound horrible, but like, yeah, of course, I think I'm better than other people. Not that they're worse than me, but I'm the only person who can really rationalize the things that I've done or is interested in the things I'm interested in, that sort of stuff. So like, I can justify why I've done something and things like that. So of course, I'm going to like, in my mind, be like, oh, yeah, like the reason I did this was for some very justified reason. Whereas I think other people, they see that idea and they're like, oh, you think you're better than other people. When I say the Donald Trump thing, though, that's more of like a joke. I don't. Yeah. I'm not Donald Trump. Like I, I think he has like probably crippling levels of like insecurity and like anxiety and like is probably just a bad person. And like, you know what I mean? I, I think he I probably, know what you like, mean. Just that hair and the fucking the orangeness. Like, there's no way he's not extremely anxious about like who he is or whatever. Yeah. So- how did? How about you? Feel. Well, I have one do more question before
0: before we go to me. Do you think it's us, yeah. it's self-love? Do you think it's do you have pride for yourself? How would you describe it? Um It might be a weird choice of phrase,
1: but I definitely have been reading some Buddhist stuff, but it's probably compassion, I don't ah. know. I feel like I think I um I think there's a part of me that might be a little bit stuck in when I was, like, your age, when I was, like, 22 and stuff like that. And I was, like, partying and stuff. And, like, being that age, I remember just being very, like, uh... I know you just caught up about, like, how you look and trying to get girls and party and who's the tankist and who's got most money and that sort of stuff. And there's probably a part of me that is there because I just think that's, like, a, a very deep nested thing that's really hard to, like, un tangle from your own psyche or whatever yeah but i think like just even the fact that i recognize that part in me i'm probably better at noticing that than a lot of people at my age or whatever but i think a lot of it comes down to just like a weird level of compassion where i just feel like i don't know i kind of like really love just fucking every everything really like i think i briefly went touched on it at one point but i had this um weird experience at like a party hippie party in the bush and it's like they have these things here. They're called duffs. It's like a weird word, but it's it's a really weird setting because you're surrounded by like trees and you're like really fuck off far away from like like anything civilization civilization wise. And the party's like six days long, and the music typically sucks in my opinion. It's all like drum and bass and side trance and stuff like that. But it's it's a cool environment where you can like party for a really long time. And I went to one and I had just like I was dying kind of, I feel like I was off my cholesterol meds that had been on forever because I have like crazy high levels just for some genetic reason, nothing dietary wise. And I was waiting to get on a new drug and I just started like really having celiac symptoms, but I didn't know I was celiac. So I had food poisoning and I was just felt sick for like a year. And for like six months prior, I kept feeling just like I was going to have a heart attack. It's kind of weird, but it felt like there was like a knot in my heart. And just like all the time, I just felt like I was going to die. But I refused to get on cholesterol meds because they just made me feel so shit. And so I just always felt like I was going to die. Anyway, at the end of this festival, I just was like partying and taking drugs. And there's like vape DMT and mushrooms and drinking heaps and eating pizza, which is probably the most deadly of that whole concoction for (laughs) me at that time. Because celiac, like it just ruined me. And yeah, I ended up having a heart attack. I'm pretty sure it was a heart attack. I don't know for sure. My cardiologist was like, Yeah, you probably did, but people are like you would have known if you had a heart attack. And I'm like, it felt like one. And I had this weird like meditative experience where it just felt like I like for like 40 minutes, I just like sat really up straight because I was trying to stop myself from dying because it felt like I I was dying and there was like sharpness in my chest and my arm went numb and like everything started going black and i um it was just like freaking out and like it's pretty hard to like stop yourself from dying so i just like sat there with like the most concentration i ever had and then eventually when i left i was like i'm gonna if i'm gonna die i'm gonna die on the fucking beach or whatever and when i was driving there i just had like this crazy experience where it felt felt like me did die but like not me like the id or like the if we're gonna go to carl young level he calls it id or whatever but it felt like that cause I think he has like this ego and super ego and then there's like ID. I don't know. We don't have to get into that, but mm-hmm. it felt like that, that sense of myself, literally died. And like, what was left was just this weird, like perfection of emptiness. Like, it just felt like instead of thoughts being what I thought I was prior to that, they just arose like hiccups, like just something that you wouldn't ever yeah. laughably see is you. And then there's just like things popped up and, for four weeks after that period i just had like full like it's gonna sound weird but just like every time i met someone i just like fully fell in love with them but not in like a romantic fashion i just like i just like it would be inconceivable in my mind to even think something negative about them because i was just like so amazed by every experience i ever had and everything and like i felt like i was not attached to my thoughts and like even the idea of like categorizing things into different categories and Mm -hmm. stuff like that like it just that didn't make sense. Like, it just seems like I experienced a tree and before I'd be like, Oh, that tree looks weird or that chick looks fat or whatever. And now it's just like, I just saw everything. And then there was like two do whatever there's thoughts, but they're just, it's literally like when you hiccup, like, it's just like a random yeah, involuntary expression, but has nothing to do with actually who you are. Anyway, that was the longest fucking preamble. I feel like part of it's like that for me where like there's something in me where I do sort of feel like I can just fall in love with everyone, including myself though. I, f- I think like at that point before then it was really hard for me to have that maybe self-compassion, that self-love. But I think now it's much easier for me to just like view everyone in that way. But yeah, I do think I help I help myself in <laughs> obviously too high regard because I can just fucking talk like that. I think um, as well within Buddhism, there's this, I don't know if you've ever done MDMA and stuff, but there's this practice in Buddhism called metta meditation, which is called, it, it's metta, but that's a, like a fucking one of the Sanskrit terms or whatever, but it translates to loving kindness meditation. And you basically just sit and you try to like generate this feeling of love for just say your fiance or somebody you love. And then you start moving that on. Like you really just pinpoint focus on love but then you move it to other people. And so, you know, you can go to someone you would hate or Hitler or whatever, just you you move that love to everyone. But eventually you do it for for every person, but you can also do it for yourself, which a lot of people have a hard time doing. So they like, they generate this feeling of love for someone else. And then when they try to put it back on themselves, they can sometimes have like a block. But I never Mm -hmm. had that. I was always like, yeah, I'm fucking, I'm awesome, dude. I'm the the shit, why not? I don't think i answered your question but sometimes i feel like i should stop talking
0: no that was good i think i got a good idea i actually did that meditation recently
1: yeah nice i Didn't think we... i might have mentioned it last time i'm not sure I I don't think know. i'm probably repeating no, but yeah I, I find that one very strong because for me and sorry to interrupt but for me okay. it was like after that weird experience i had it was very easy like i had I've taken heaps of drugs and all that and DMT and stuff like that, but nothing was as profoundly like strong as like, just when I would meditate after that, like everything mm. just felt amazing. But after, like, I think I mentioned last time where like I, the first time I drank alcohol, it just completely disappeared. And I was like fucking depressed about it for ages, but it just, it completely went away. And then I just became my normal self and constantly lost in my own thoughts and agitations and stresses and emotions and stuff. But, um, Met the meta meditation was one where it just felt like it was so easy to re enter it. Like, it just felt like I was like taking MDMA, like, after like three minutes of just sitting there, like, doing that, which I felt was really weird because, in my experience, that's not common for other meditations. But most people can get into that, that almost like MDMA loving compassion for everyone pretty Mm. easily if they just try it, from my experience. But again, some people can have like weird blockers and you know, they hate themselves or hate you know just weird shit like that you never know and
0: yeah
1: I should shut up <laughs> yeah I think I'm like I'm, I just said I'm like I should shut up I think for me I do yeah I think I have a lot of love for myself but there is a part of me that knows that I have a weird block with like my brain in my mouth and I remember when I was young my brother said to me he's like do you ever just think about what you're gonna say before you say it And I was like 14. Like it should have occurred to me that I should do that. And it was like a light bulb moment. Like I had never thought to think about stuff I'll say before I say it. Like the way I previously before then was thinking was I just open my mouth. And that's how I figure out what I want to think. Sounds really retarded. It is retarded. I'm probably like survived Down syndrome. I don't think
0: it's that crazy because I think a lot of people, they don't think about it like just little things if you've never been told or made aware of some things like very simple things then as a kid maybe you never find out so i don't think it's that crazy but now you do think could be you think before you speak sometimes sometimes
1: maybe sometimes
0: at a funeral very
1: rarely but more than i usually do at a funeral definitely not dude i'm the worst nah i'm pretty good at funerals i've only been there like two and they're like people do so it's you know
0: Hmm.
1: It's very, you know, I'm not gonna be like making inappropriate joke when a fucking it's like my mate or my grandma or whatever. That's good. I might. <laughs> I think that's the perfect place—a funeral—to make a joke because everyone's so serious. Yeah. You want to just try to lighten it up and shit. But yeah, I don't know. I get myself into trouble. I'm an idiot. I once asked the. I think I don't know if I said this last time, but I once asked the like security guard at my work, um, if you have to. If they catch many terrorists, and they said, "The fuck did you just say?" and I was like, "Oh, I'm just, I'm just kidding," you know, like you having to stop many terrorists, and then I got fired. It was probably not made the joke funny because it wasn't funny. I was finishing the next week, but they actually fired me like a week. Like my contract was finished, but like that week, they were like. Within the hour, like it was pretty crazy. Wow. And what the thing one of the security guards laughed The other guy did not. He was very serious. He was like uh, like he was he say. And I was just trying to, you know, they have a boring job. I was trying to like make them smile and make them a bit happier, but it was not. Yeah. That's rough. That was like I should probably fucking not joke around at work.
0: Whatever. I don't it's think it's that bad around. though. I think maybe it took it a bit.
1: Yeah, I think they might have had some crazy shit happen or something. Yeah. Maybe. Like it my yeah. Well, I was at, was at one job and there was, I don't know if I should say it, I should, I'm going to say it. There was one, one day there was a chick who came to work, like not at my work, but like down in the cafe. So we were, we had like these big government buildings and then like the whole building's ours. But then like down the bottom, there'll be like a cafe or something. And a girl came on her day off um, and she lit herself with petrol and fucking lit it. Yeah, it's crazy. She was being like performance manager or something. And like, yeah, apparently she just like, Shh. I remember seeing heaps of cops. And I was like, what's going on? And apparently like a security guard tackled her and it was like, yeah, really intense. Like she was having like a, an unfortunate moment. And so which is indicative of the job. Uh, I think I'm pretty sure. I think so. I think there was like security guards that like tackled and stuff. But It was a very like, I didn't even see it happen. There was just like heaps of ambulance and stuff. And, you know, any anyway, it's just got nothing to do with anything. But it's a wow. story that comes to my mind.
0: Did you ever see that, that yeah. monk do that? Like a the best. I did. That's a very way. insane. You watch that video.
1: That's a very insane. So what video? I've never seen. A video. I've seen the pictures of it.
0: There's a video. The full, monk, full colored, yeah. he doesn't respond at all. He lit. He lights himself. He lights himself on fire, and it's just, it's wild.
1: Yeah. So they call it self-immolation, or whatever. And that's one of those things where it's like that's one that people look at with Buddhism, where they're like. Like, see, you can do crazy shit with your mind that is like not conceptually normal to most people or whatever. I definitely don't think I even want to get to that level, let alone would. But it is a crazy thing, and I forget that we're actually on a podcast with potentially people listening. So I explain that there was like a, I think it was actually a Vietnamese monk, but I might be wrong. And he um to protest like war or like unfair government treatment or something like that he just like sat there in the perfect like in the perfect like buddhist seat but he lit himself on he put petrol all over his body and lit himself on fire and just sort of just chilled didn't really see he didn't
0: move it was wild
1: yeah i i wonder with those sorts of things because like recently i saw there's this lady who has like no pain receptors like they found just like a weird genetic Work. she just doesn't feel pain for whatever reason so she could just like break her arm and she just wouldn't notice it um which has crazy future science like possibilities with it okay um but i wonder if like maybe that guy specifically the monk that burned himself had you know something like that going on as well as the meditation i do know that like meditation you can get like crazy levels of like disassociation with yourself and all that sort of stuff but I don't, for me personally, I don't know if I would ever get to a point where I wouldn't be like, like, and crying like a little bitch about it constantly, because that's, yeah, not great. Not a great thing. I think that's one of the things as well, where it's like, that is kind of one of the differences. I, from what I see, that it, it makes Buddhism a little bit different than some of the other religions in that, you know, you know jesus never preached violence he was a good guy he was he's like yo love your love thy neighbor and all that sort of stuff but like buddhism is like it's like pretty non-violent religion there's other religions that are less violent that jainism is one that's like kind of, it's basically just buddhism but like takes those things to even more extremes where it's like when you walk you have to sweep so you don't kill ants and stuff like that mm. but yeah buddhism is a very non-violent religion. There are people who are Buddhists who do violence. Obviously, like Japan during World War II was the pretty Buddhist country. But if you read the thing, it's like, don't kill people is like one of the first precepts mm-hmm. of like, the, don't kill anyone. And mm-hmm. that's when, you know, stuff gets weird too with that because it's like, they say don't kill anyone and then, but they don't kill anyone. Like, you know, in Christianity and Catholicism, they, they view animals as more as like, they're here for us and they don't count sort of thing. Whereas in like, Buddhism, it's like, don't kill ants, don't kill anything. But that was before they knew about, you know, bacteria and like, is antibiotics, does that count as killing someone? Cause you're definitely killing bacteria cells and stuff like that. Anyway, I get like too artistically narrowed on that stuff sometimes. I don't know if you've ever been to, into the Judaism stuff, but one thing that I found interesting with that is they're very like, they're very specific with that shit. You know what I mean? They are like, yeah, very
0: law based too.
1: Yeah. But then they're like, like sneaky with it. You know what I mean? They were like, like I lived with these people and they were like, like a Jewish couple in an Airbnb for a bit. And they were doing the Sabbath on Friday, to Saturday. And one of the girls, it's just like, like, it'd be good if there's light in here you know what I mean and then she just asked me she's like can you turn the light on because like she's not allowed to switch the light on because that counts as lighting fire or something and like lighting fire because it's like with electronics apparently there's like a electrical charge and that's like a little flame or something like that and that would break the Sabbath so instead of doing it they're just like can you can you do it for me which you know Mm. it's kind of breaking the rules if you're like you know like i didn't shoot the guy the gun shoot the guy or whatever anyway i'm stupid
0: that's so interesting They they're not allowed to to turn yeah, so from
1: friday friday to saturday it's like a very specific where it's like they have um no work you're not allowed to work on that time it's supposed to be like a day of i don't know if it's recovery as much but it's like you're allowed to read but you yeah. can't read stuff you can read the Bible and stuff like that, but you're supposed yeah. to be with friends, have a drink, chill out. And I found it a very good experience. I was a little bit um, too locked in with like work at the time mm-hmm. and like I was partying a bit and I just felt like my dopamine was like going crazy and it felt good to have what, which probably would have just been like a dopamine detox to just be like, all right, I'm going to force myself not to like, go, 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 go just for one day. And it felt really good. And sometimes I try to do it, but. Sometimes I I don't know how productive it is long term or whatever.
0: I think it's it's like a sustainable way of doing things. Like if you're a hard worker, like if you work mm-hmm. the whole week, it's good to have a day off. Like I understand Sundays, you know that make a lot of sense to me. Just uh, taking time well, that's off.
1: That's your because they have Friday to Saturday, but the Christian we say have Sunday, like
0: Sunday. Yeah, true, yeah. true. But it's different. Yeah, we we Do would you like.
1: Go grow- out. Sorry, do you do like do you do that on Sunday? Are you like more relaxed or whatever?
0: Um, not really. I try to a little bit, but as a kid, it was much more like that. But like, we weren't allowed to have electronics during the day, you'd go to church, really? And, yeah,
1: yeah, electronics during the day.
0: Well, that changed.
1: Yeah, I, I, it, now I see why well, you're so grumpy, dude. I'll be grumpy too. Can't change over time,
0: yeah. So, I remember
1: when my parents tried to do like, you can play video games for one hour a day and that didn't fly with me. I was not happy with
0: that. <laughs> no, but, but my parents, it was just like, at some point they had their own phones and then it would be contradictory, you know? Like they can't make the rules for us and then not, not apply to themselves. Oh,
1: so. well, they can't. People do that all the time. I always have fights with my girlfriend. She has rules for her, but she's like, yeah, but it's different for you. I'm like, oh. I don't know about
0: it. I think as a parent... I As a parent, you can't do that, you know. Like the child, the child will understand. It's just not the way. But if you're with a rich, are
1: you you like French with it? Where it's like, okay, because parents can drink alcohol, so kids should be able able to drink alcohol. Because otherwise, it would be different rules.
0: I actually France, they drink growing up. Huh.
1: You're European. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Like yeah. You,
0: you start drinking very early, like just a little bit. Like you get a sip of wine when you're 12 or whatever. Jesus. I don't mind That's that. Exactly. I think it's a good way to do it. Because, you know, in the US, for example, you, what They're is it? Very, like 21. You have like, to w- wait until 21.
1: I think it might be every state, but I'm not sure.
0: And with us, it used to be 16. Damn, you guys are
1: fucking wild.
0: But it also makes us, like, in general, I think, better able to handle alcohol. Yeah.
1: Yeah, here it's eighteen.
0: If I was like in the U.S. and I started drinking at twenty-one, I think my life would have been much worse than the way I did it now. Because I started at fifteen and I stopped at eighteen because I was just like, "What's the point?" (laughs) Whereas if I would have had to wait until twenty-one in college, and I would have gone like, nobody,
1: nobody does wait in the states i know but but i get yeah i mean no, just, some you know people I mean? yeah yeah that's one thing i saw because like i remember growing up like me and all my friends we were like you know drinking and smoking weed and stuff pretty young and then it seemed like by the time we got to 18 and 19 we were a little bit less like whatever yeah. by that point like we didn't care about it as much whereas yeah. like the people who were a bit more like compliant with the rules and a bit more like nerdy and stuff like that they um then they went. It seemed like they went like over the top. Yeah, uh, that's like, exactly you know, what happens. You know, like, they went from like like I want to be a mathematician to like fucking <laughs> fucked up twenty four seven. You're like, whoa, what's going on? Yeah,
0: it's exactly that. I
1: feel like I feel like I already had that, and I was like, all right, I know what's going on. I don't need, <laughs> I don't need to get too fucked up or whatever. Yeah, Yeah, well, yeah, yeah basically. That. Yeah, that made me. I just thought of that because I saw somebody the other day who. I mean, he's such, like, a good kid at school. And now he's, like, he's fucked. Like, he's... he's,
0: Yeah.
1: Deep end fucked. I know some of those. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I got super angry the other day. I fucking saw one of my oldest friends, and he, like, just, yeah, just, I don't know, seems deep end with that stuff. Like, just went down on hard drugs and stuff like that. I I don't know. I have just very little... I don't know if it's this is the right way, but I have a little sympathy for that sort of stuff. I mm. just, um, it's not, like I don't have sympathy. It's just that I feel like, I know, I remember when I was a kid, my mom's brother, so my uncle, I remember he was like borrowing money from us on our birthday because he was like a heroin addict. Like he was like next level. And we were like kids, we were like eight. And I remember he just like, he just, he's just like a different person for the rest of his life after that. Like just, he went and went fucking weird. Mm yeah there you go interesting yeah speaking of like childhood and stuff like that though my mom had like a fucking crazy upbringing like some of the stories she tells me is just i feel so bad for her because when i honestly think about it, it's like worse than like most people i've ever heard except like the tail end like people who like kept in cages and stuff like that like she just had like really insane parents and like I i remember when she was young her brother he shot himself in the head and she had to clean it. Cause I think back in those days, they didn't have people who would like come and like clean up your, like if somebody died, like the, it might even still be the case, but you just like, that was just something you had to deal with. They took the body, but then the rest gets dumped on somebody. And I remember she was just like a kid, she was like 15 or something during the time. And like the worst bit about it is my, my grandma, her mom used to just like victim blame her for that shit like she's like it's your fault that he killed himself and stuff like that all the time and oh, wow. so my mom went like mad like she's like social worker always wants to help people and it's just like a very good person always trying to help people and works with at the moment she works with people who are like victims of sexual abuse and children just i don't, i wouldn't want to do it because it's very depressing work but it's good that people do that and it's like very you know jesus mother Teresa sort of work but i remember growing up I think because of it, she was so paranoid about just everything like, but mainly like drugs and stuff like that. Like before I even knew what weed was, I had been kicked out of my house because she thought I was like smoking weed and I didn't even like know what it was. So she was like that level of paranoid because she had been doing that work. And then she's she had also seen some of her family members go like crazy levels and stuff like that. So, yeah, mm-hmm. she's like super paranoid. Yeah, I don't know why I brought that up. Oh, well, there you go.
0: That's really rough. Do you still, is your grandmother still alive?
1: Not that, no, neither of them. But that one, she died a long time ago. And she's okay. just a sweet lady to me. But she, like, we're from like uh Kentucky. She's she pretty, pretty hardcore. She's like, uh, and that might be why I'm, a, I always had been a little bit against religion stuff because yeah, she's like I, hardcore. I wouldn't Christian. be surprised she, about that.
0: Makes a lot of sense. Viewed,
1: yeah. Yeah. She, viewed, like, and women as kind of like, not like, like she was like straight up like she would. I uh, she said the n word and stuff and just sweet old white lady and she was cool. saying the n word. Went to school black kids I had no idea what she was talking. I was like, what the fuck? But she was sweet to me. But yeah, just like really fucked up. But pretty much hated everyone that wasn't a white male Christian. Like if you were like Mexican, get the fuck out. If you are a woman, she even she's like, what the fuck? Women are shit. But, like, white men, she's like, you get a pass if you believe in Jesus. So, yeah, she was pretty intense lady. Not to me, though. To me, she was sweet. Mm. Always got me gifts and stuff. Yeah. yeah. But I think at a certain point with that sort of stuff as well, it's like when you're super old, she's just like 90 or 80 or whatever when she died. It's like, am I really going to, like, how much effort am I going to spend to try and, like, make you less, you know, ignorant and racist? you're going to die and you don't affect anyone. You're just like, in our know, retirement home and stuff.
0: It's a sad thought, but it's, uh, there's truth in there for sure. Hmm.
1: Okay. Think... Let me ask you a question then, because I know that you're very different than me. I'm very like, I'm all techno utopian future. I think last time you said that you wouldn't want to live forever is if
0: that Absolutely. is I heard? yeah i wouldn't no, no. not like no. this no. but you know like this i like i don't think i would want to live in this ego you know this identity um so you yeah you
1: want like a better with like six back like arnold schwarzenegger prime when he's competing is that what you're talking about like you want a new body is that
0: no i um, wanna i wanna die at some point
1: That's see that's weird to me but as well, it wouldn't be in this body as much because I think what will happen in the coming years is we'll figure out how to basically just stop aging. So you'll be like, whatever, 25, whatever it's like your peak is forever. So it won't be like you're all like old and like uh, uh, decrepit. You'll just be chilling, Lucas fast 25, healthy. I also think it will probably be that you won't even need to work out like you can but it will be like a sort of thing where we can just like mimic exercise. with.
0: I would really not like, I, th- I feel like that feels so artificial. I think that it just feels unnatural. You know what I mean? And no, I don't know about you, but I like that I have to work out for myself, for my body. I like that I have to do things that are difficult in order to feel Good or accomplished, like the idea of life where I get everything easily and I would just be twenty five forever. I think that That's would. F- so did you watch That's the? Sick. Did you watch the Good Place?
1: I watched a bit of it, not much.
0: It's like a funny, like little comedy show. It's yeah, exciting. I didn't. I did. I definitely
1: didn't. I think there's like four or five seasons, and I think I got to like season two or something. Oh yeah, like first episodes. Anyway, it's let's.
0: Like, yeah. I I'm I'm curious to explore the way you feel about it, because you would like to, just, just keep, what you
1: described. Let's keep this going forever. And I'm even on a weird level where I like most people, even like most of the like techno future weirdos, whatever. Most of them are like, but eventually you will die. I'm like, no, dude. I think we can just keep it going like literally forever. You know what I mean? Like past the heat death of the universe. That sounds awesome. See, but the thing I don't understand as well is like I think there's two things of it. One is like the Buddhist side of it where I think most Buddhist people would be pro death or whatever eventually. But I, I do think like some people have this idea of like if you live forever, it would get boring. But I literally do think that I could spend 17 trillion years just meditating. Like if I had the time span to do whatever I want, like If you're like oh you just have to sit there and meditate the whole time i'd be like okay yeah cool that sounds good i'll do it and i think maybe that's a one reason a lot of people don't wouldn't want it because they couldn't conceive of the idea of living for a really really long time although i do think most people have this cope thing where it's like if you're a human and you're not like iq below 70 or whatever like you're not like you you're just like a normal iq person then you've eventually at one point had to come to grips with the fact that you're probably gonna die especially in the past. Up to this point, there was never really an option. Although there are some traditions that thought you could live forever and did weird stuff, but that's a whole other topic. But now it does seem like we will get to that point where, like, if we don't kill ourselves before then, people you are my age, we got a pretty good chance of making it to, like, where if we don't live forever, we live enough that we – you know, the next 50 years we find technology that we can live for another 50 years and then then it'll be like that sort of thing where you can just keep leveraging it up. I'm a little bit more optimistic. I think we're literally just going to find a way to just like stop our cells from degrading or like have something that just spawns new cells that eliminates our cancer and like we just like are always chilling out happy. I don't know where I was going with that but I do think if you like life now, and like realistically you'll probably disagree with this but in my opinion most of what's good about today is the result in some way shape or form of technology there's you know i mean deeply most of the things that are really important are relationships and your love for one another and all that sort of stuff but when you go like upper level like the reason it kind of kicks ass to live in 2024 versus 1824 is because of like modern technology and you know we're talking through the internet on some crazy electricity vibe thing and like just weird things that it's like, I don't even understand how it works, but it's really cool. I can't imagine it not just keep getting better and better and better. And for me, it just seems like, well, yeah, I also don't think heaven is real. Like, I, I mean, I do think heaven's real, but I think it's not a physical or, metaphysical location that we go to after we die i think it's actually sort of a realization that we're in heaven now and that it's more a like psychological thing where you like you like jesus realizes that this is heaven rather than afterwards i don't know what's going off with that i do yeah. part of me does think if jesus was born in asian culture you, you might get offended may me, me even saying this, but I'm sorry if that's been, I do think he would have got, it would have been like, it would have looked a lot like Buddhism rather than mm. the Hebrew version of it. Like, I think, you know, Buddha did the same thing that Jesus did, but with Hinduism and went like deep, deep onto the, like how to remove psychological suffering and get rid of this sense of self and just be in what is, you know, you could call it heaven, enlightenment, Euphoria, Brahman, all these different like names for it, Kingdom of Heaven and stuff like that. But I do I think it's kind of here now. And so for me, if I'm correct, then there's like living forever would be the that would be the bomb. Like that would be the best thing you could do because you could just live in heaven forever. Anyway, I'll shut up.
0: I think that you might be absolutizing this reality, like spatial, temporal, space-time. I think that it's this is very temporal, what we're experiencing now. And, Indeed. sorry?
1: But it doesn't need to be, is kind of my point. You know what I mean? It's temporary, or it has been temporary up to this point. But, we, you know, I think there are animals that can live forever. Certain jellyfish. Some people think lobsters, stuff like that. But they do just regenerate cells and they can live potentially forever if they don't get eaten or die because of stabbing or whatever the hell. i don't think
0: humans will ever live forever i
1: definitely definitely. i think
0: it's a technological delusion but i mean i don't think i would want to if it was possible and i think what will live forever will be i'm afraid it will be a degraded version of yourself i don't know how much you will enjoy that but i also don't think it's about enjoyment to be honest
1: it will be so dude you'll be dead and I'll be playing PlayStation 742 because it just kept going and I'll be like in it. And I'll be like, it'll be like in my brain and I'll be like, Ew! like I'll be Genghis. I'll just do you crazy shit. I'll be like, I'm going to be Genghis Khan and just like take over Europe. Nah, that seems pretty bad. I don't know if I like doing that,
0: but I'll do something cool. It'll be sick. I'm telling you. You know what? Did you watch the Guardians of the Galaxy?
1: I did, but it's a, I don't know what it is about those movies they're super like well written and high production but I just my brain can't concentrate on it I don't know it's a good movie
0: but the, is it, the third know. one I think the third one explores this what we're talking about super well and um mm-hmm. the main villain is called Ev- evolution and he basically tries to do this like living forever and he gets like a a new face and everything up. huh
1: huh they went like next level christian on it they're just like science is bad fucking bad. i think what
0: they were trying to present in this movie is that it's a it's a movie against perfection and it's for wholeness so perfection is like this idea of like creating the perfect society like you know eugenics with uh, the nazis for example i think harry potter does a similar deal where it's like you oh, want right. to have
1: oh voldemort is he kind of into eugenics? I don't know.
0: Well, he's like, you know, the, the purebred. He's all about the purebred type of deal. Oh, they love that shit. Yeah, they eat it up. Oh, Hermione's like the best in the whole fucking movie, and she's a dirty half-blood, isn't she? She's a half-blood, yeah. and then you see Malfoy, like, you know, his father is also a part of that. Um, yeah. Anyway, I think it explores this topic very well, this idea of, like, is it good to live forever? To and then one of the I lines... Well Sorry?
1: I think I've watched it or part of it, but it was, like, background. Like, I didn't pay enough attention. Oh, so uh, like yeah. Not Harry Potter, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. But,
0: but one of the lines that really struck with me and it reminded me of the last conversation we had is that he says, like, he, this is the end where where he's about to, like, get arrested or whatever. And he's like, there is no God. So I had to step mm-hmm. in. Like, he takes that for himself, you know? <laughs> like, like, that's the level of... of Of delusion that i think you end up in if you absolutize what you live in now but here's my counterpoint to this
1: you're part of like you're you you believe in jesus he was that guy that's what he that was his whole thing he's like i am god like god is my dad or whatever so like isn't the whole belief structure behind the reason that you wouldn't want to live forever is because you really believe this guy when he said those things that this guy said before he got arrested or whatever, like he was like, "Look, I'm God. This is about me." Blah blah blah, blah, blah.
0: I don't mean to. Uh, it's different it. because he claimed that that he would rule this reality, like he would rule on Earth or in the gardens of the galaxy, like the the galaxy, yeah. let's say. You know, like he would stay in that forever. Whereas I'm trying to explain to you that I think that I think I think reality I get it, though. let's talk about the let's talk about the monk that sets himself on fire right he is no longer there like he doesn't feel this pain anymore i think you ascend to it like if you go for the nirvanic option the self-emulation that the buddhism speaks about i think those people Mm -hmm. they would call it emerging emerging with god they don't exactly live forever because they escape temporality
1: Yeah, I think it's a bit different in in the East and stuff like the Buddhism and Hindu. It's actually very like, it's actually kind of an interesting look too, because like in the West, when we hear about the idea of like reincarnation, at least most people, they're like, oh, that's cool. You can live forever and I can become a dog or a dolphin or whatever the fuck. But (laughs) in the East, it's actually a bit different where they don't view it that way. They view that the whole reincarnation thing is that's like a negative. Like the whole point is to escape it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, but some some versions do have like heaven and stuff like that, but it's not. But most of it, it's not that. It's there's no there is no god in like most iterations of Buddhism, and but some of them worship Buddha like he's a god. But most of it, it's like it's no, it's not god, and you don't actually ascend anywhere really. It's you become sort of like part of the universe in like this weird. Yeah, I I mean, there's definitely a lot of them that view, like, I think in nomakaya and stuff like that, where they do view heaven and they think, you know, Buddha's in heaven playing hacky sack or whatever the fuck and chilling out and having a good time. But I think my reading of it has been more that it's, you're not ascending, really. You're sort of just like, it's like a really nice bath. You just sort of into the ocean. Yeah, I mean,
0: we're talking about the same thing. We're just using different language.
1: Well, if we're talking about the same thing, but using different language, then because I remember once you said, like, you don't believe that all religions are the same. And like, it's like there's a distinct Mm distinction from, like, say, Jesus's um, philosophy and the other ones. Yeah. But if we're talking about the same things, but different words, isn't that saying that they're pointing at the same thing?
0: Well, I'm not I was not describing Christianity just now when I was saying I was I was talking about Nirvana, the nirvanic option, the self emulation there's different whereas in christianity there's an idea of uh, identity um so instead of merging or let's say what you said going into a bath or something
1: yeah i do so i like baths we yeah, like, yeah i, don't I like a so really warm one magnesium
0: salt magnesium salt have,
1: have you ever done the um like isolation tanks and that kind of stuff
0: no you have
1: I already asked you this maybe oh self-immolation yes so Mm, um yeah uh, sorry I'm adhd no dog, okay, let me, me let um, me
0: continue let me continue before so yeah please
1: I don't mean to interrupt you No, just, no but
0: I understand I'm,
1: like, excited or whatever
0: I like actually love uh the way your mind works some of my my best friends they also have ADHD to me it's it's entertaining like it's, yeah
1: I mean it's funny to watch it sucks for the people sometimes no so. but
0: I mean it it's a just, it's a I don't know
1: if you can see this one. This guy's the exact same as me. My <laughs> big dog.
0: Oh, he's... That's a big dog.
1: He is big, and he's you know how sometimes people say like your dog is a reflection of you. He's like the same. Like he's yeah. just most
0: ADHD, fucking where's the ball? That kind of shit. But I think it's beautiful. Like when I'm one on one with them, it's also not too much usually, and then. I can see how they how they make certain connections that I would never make. Like I see I see that there's also a strength to it. But I can imagine that's difficult to experience sometimes.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. Especially with schooling and stuff like that. I think yeah. I, I don't know if you've ever read the book God or Escher Bach, but anyway. He was talking about this um idea. It's called a like um like a linguistic map where or like semantic tree is what they call it, like semantic as in word. And he start he was talking about like just like the different linkages you have, like you might have like God here and then ecstasy and whatever. And it just like keeps going. And I used to always think that like with the ADHD thing, it's it's very like mine is just like a further one away than most people. So like most people, they think water and then ocean, like whereas my brain just like seems to skip a couple levels and it goes like water. And then I start thinking saliva, pee. And then from pee, I'm thinking about I don't know, something that seems like pee, like apple cider vinegar. And then I'm like already there, where most people are just thinking lake, ocean. And I feel like sometimes, but anyway, it doesn't matter. There must be like Um,
0: an advantage to that type of thinking, though. I'm sure there is. Sometimes. Somewhere. But I I don't think the schooling system is made for it. But that's why I don't like the schooling system in general. Anyway, let's go back to Jesus because I was trying to describe the, the different ideas about death. So. In Christianity it's more of a relationship, whereas I think in Eastern religion it's more of a yeah, merging the the, the bath type of option. Now I'll tell yeah, you very I don't honestly, know to refer to it, but yeah. That's well, what it's, came it's up. what you said. But um I know. I, I have a lot of trouble. Like for me, the Eastern one makes a lot more sense to me. Like my own ideas about, about death. Um mm. like I don't see my identity persevering. So I actually struggle with the the Christian idea of the maintaining of the relationship. But really? I also yeah, yeah absolutely it's, like for me that seems like the the linchpin
1: like that's like the main bit of it where it's like like if you pull, like, i think i asked you in the first one like would you still do what god wants you to do if you just there was only heaven like there was only hell and there was no heaven and like for me that seems like the linchpin where it's just like without heaven without you ascending to this other place the whole
0: thing just kind of well you keep using spatial language like you keep saying location Mm -hmm. and place it doesn't work like that like you understand that from what you just said but i think that's how most people view it and that's how i do view christianity where it is like it's a
1: it's a literal location it might not be your body is there but there's this thing called soul which they most christians whatever believe in and this thing called soul it goes to this place and you're there yeah
0: but that's like it's such a decadent they, version of Christianity. I don't know where you got it. It's decadent. probably a, a yeah. One. It's like a modern, materialistic interpretation of Christianity. Like it's it's nothing, Ooh. like what is it was intended for, or what like most people before the, like the last two hundred years, how they viewed it. It's I think it's a bit of a straw man version of it.
1: Oh, and I'm not trying to like paint it negative. No, but like I'm saying this is your interpretation. I, I I started reading the Bible. I think I read it when I was young, but I didn't really. Yeah it didn't really enter my brain Um, and I haven't gotten to like those bits of it yet. So I'm probably misunderstanding it or whatever, but I, yeah, that's what I thought most people believe. Like that's what I thought priests believe when I hear them talk and stuff like that. I thought it was just like, that was, I think a lot of modern
0: people believe that. I think I would go as far as say most. That's possible, but that's why I'm saying like, Like, I'm not happy with the state of of Christianity right now. It's pretty, it's pretty bad in terms of the understanding of the teachings. It's, it's like, I think science, science, but so much of it confuses me if you don't have that bit, you know what I mean? But what are you talking about? (laughs) You're speaking about as if it's like, I'm taking a spaceship shuttle to, to Mars and that's, that's my heaven or something. Like, do you realize how ridiculous that sounds? I I swear most people I've met who are Christian, they view it not
1: like a literal spaceship, but there is like a, like, let's say a, a second realm. That's like, you don't see it. And when the body dies here, it, it passes on to this other realm. And then that's where you sort of go. And I don't even think that's um, like even just looking at like mythology of like old school, like Greek and Hades and all that sort of stuff. I don't think that's even too much of a stretch from most things that I've seen people talk about with regards to like religious beliefs and deep level beliefs. But that being said, and I think the reason we had another combo is I think I was saying that I don't really understand like Gnosticism.
0: And does that have some relation to it or am I just like completely? Okay. So the the Gnostics, they're not exclusively Christian, but the Gnostics have this idea of like this reality, what we're living in now is not important. They're all about the spiritual reality. So they, they kind of like do away with this. And they, for example, they would speak about that Christians, even in that time, and i mean it's true for this time as well we view god more as like a a ruler over the universe like the way people a lot of materialist religious people speak about god now like he's some sort of guy who's like deciding things in the universe all the time and he's only ruling over this universe and so they're saying that's a false idea of of christianity and of religion and you must discard with that and you must like ascend, but what they do is they go all the way to the extreme where they completely discard the body, like they would not take care of themselves at all. And so uh, th- that's more of a Gnostic idea. And Gnosis is this idea of knowing. It's like this higher knowing, like they would have this knowing that the average person wouldn't. So there's there's quite dark twists to to Gnosticism, but but that's basically it. Like it's a lot different.
1: Wow. Okay. Whereas what we
0: have now is like a reverse Gnosticism. Like now we absolutize this reality and a lot of religious people do that so i agree mm-hmm. with you like this is one of the reasons i walked away from from faith is because i realized that one science textbook um, annuls their faith like this i just realized mm-hmm. that the scientific worldview is also quite weak it's just these two are opposing each other but i think they're both missing a lot whereas i think a traditional symbolic uh christian worldview that's like read as the early church fathers read it Have a much more, a much wiser and a much more profound understanding of reality than what. Interesting. Yeah.
1: So I think I said to you by DM that I've started reading a video, Carl Young. Yeah. And so, Young, and I might be getting this wrong. So, Young experts, because people, there's some people who are into Young, like Carl Young, they're like into him. Like they dedicate their life to, like. Yeah, all the way,
0: all the way. It's like a religion yeah exactly um
1: from what i've read from him is and this could be wrong but it, it seems very similar to the this joseph campbell idea who was like joseph campbell was like yeah, yeah i know just call him almost like carl young light like he was like basically he viewed things that like there's all these different sort of like meta structures that people have in their mind and they become sort of like archetypes although he doesn't use archetypes that's a Carl Jung thing but like people have this similar journey and like everyone sort of goes through this journey and he called it the hero's journey and a lot of writers they like base their stories around yeah I I think Star Wars uses it explicitly huh yeah probably I I think one of his things was like almost all stories do it in some form Mm -hmm. and it's like really hard to sort of come away from it but yeah like Star Wars is like the classic like often a lot of people use that example where it's like you, I don't, like. There's like you, you, you set out on an adventure, and there's something that spurs it, and then there's like a death moment and a rebirth where you come back to life, which is often symbolic rather than like a physical rebirth. And then like you come back, but there's like all these different steps to it or whatever. But it seems like Carl Jung was like saying something similar, where it's like that sort of like there's these great archetypes and and it seems like they're like he's almost saying they're more real than what we consider as real, yeah. even though way we consider things being real they might not necessarily be real in that way but like you can look at different you know like ancient stories um like Gilgamesh and stuff like that and it shares a lot of similarities with other stories that are like far off and different places and probably didn't have that same connection it yeah interesting um what I was gonna say though is what was I gonna say it seems to me that the way that you view Christianity or like religious spiritual beliefs is more similar to the way that I view it on like the Buddhist side. Cause like in Buddhism, there's this, a lot of people, most I would say are like very into like rebirth and karma. And like, that's like a a very important aspect where it's like the things you're doing now are going to affect your future lives. Whereas I take a more, maybe this is an ignorant or naive view, but I view it more like rebirth and karma is like something in this one life and it's not actually something that happens in the next life but like awakening or becoming enlightened or whatever it's like this process of realizing that you're constantly being reborn like every moment is you're different from an hour ago than you are now and like the the moment of awakening is kind of realizing that this is just like a consistently changing thing that happened and it's not about actually like when i die i'll wake up and I'm my dog or whatever it might be. I'm not actually living through a different life and then, um, developing enough merit points or karma or however you want to refer to it to then ascend and become in line. That's how I view it. Not a lot of people view it that way. Um, but that seems like it's almost tangentially similar to the way that you view it. I'm not trying to like say that is how you view it, mm-hmm. but more of a question. But it might oh, come okay. out like I'm continuing well, it. Yeah, so I like in your belief is it more like it's all, almost all symbolic it's like a spiritual journey that you go through and like like the kingdom of heaven can be here right now if you just do something it is here in that
0: sense yeah i think you can definitely psych- psychologically it works speaking about heaven and hell here if you do good deeds if you behave according to to truth then I think you you are going to see heaven on earth in that sense but i also think beyond this reality and you spoke about archetypes already i think archetypes give you a glimpse inside of a deeper reality um hmm. i think also at the same time it's like you know i told you i also did um ayahuasca like dmt oh
1: yeah that's crazy that's so crazy. Anyway, ayahuasca for me it's crazy so long. yeah it's like, crazy the- it is crazy cuz i've done the like i don't think it's the same but that it's you know it's the same minutes, substance minute.
0: the active substance yeah but anyway I, I don't
1: think it's the same. i think it's different when you take it that way Yeah, like it's like a thing that happens in your brain or something yeah. anyway i don't know
0: but to go on with that is that a lot of people that do do that they come back being like okay what i just real re- experienced is more real than than what i have here and i do believe that there's a truth to that idea of there being A sort of higher reality above us with perhaps more dimensionality than we have here and us somehow not going there physically so uh, i we need to escape this language because we're still speaking about going places you're not going there like you're escaping time you're you're escaping space so the language we use right now will never be able to describe it the language that comes closest is this symbolic language that you're referring to um, religious texts, which is why I can read different religious texts and it can resonate with me. I think it's why you said that at some point it, all the Alan Watts stuff made sense because I think your your brain when you were doing these drugs or when you were having your experience was finally not attuned to this reality, but it was finally breaking out of that frame, breaking through the filters and realizing that there is something beyond this. That's all I'm saying. And I think that a Christian mm-hmm. worldview can align with that and it does so for me and so heaven yes in a way it's psychological and in a way that um i just described it can be more than that where i think that i don't know exactly how it works i think it's stupid to speculate about it because it's like we don't have the language to speak about but i do think there is life beyond this life that we're experiencing right now and i think what we're experiencing now is a fraction of 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 that and I can't prove that to you. That is based on experience and that is based that is sure. faith.
1: Yeah, sure. And I'm definitely not trying to be like, show me the proof. Like I'm not at that level. I'm definitely like, I think when I was younger, it was more of like, oh, fucking show me the evidence. Where, yeah. And, and I'm, I'm not trying I'm to convert
0: like, you either. Just so you know.
1: Sure. Yeah. And I don't think you are, but I just want to give that caveat where I'm not trying to like yeah. uh, attack or belittle your belief or anything like that. Um, fuck, what was I going to just say? um what was i going to just say
0: i do have to yeah, wrap i guess up one in of the like I... so just so you know i have to wrap up in like yeah, yeah coming like three minutes, minutes so you can... like... okay yeah
1: i guess that is one that i do get confused about is like the difference where you say that it will like after there will be an afterlife but it's not physical and i guess for me it's hard for me to wrap my brain around what that could mean as i'm encapsulated inside a physical system and like like yeah. even though it is kind of weird because my brain exists inside my mind or whatever. And my mind is like prior to my brain and my mind isn't really a physical structure. So it is kind yes. of weird. So I can kind of get it on that level and I can't, it's hard for me to make the leap of like what that would mean. That doesn't invoke the, the heaven image of what I've already sort of like yeah. crystallized in my mind, like the way people believe it or whatever. I think you need to break sense.
0: from your frame to be honest, because if we keep saying after after life or, you know, it's not that it's not after like it's not how it works and if you think that that's how it works then you're still in inside of space and time like i think you've had a glimpse of that reality a reality that is beyond space and beyond time i just think we're still using our materialist language to understand it and that's why we're not understanding it properly hmm
1: Yeah. One of the interesting things about Buddha is when you actually like go into the depths of like what he was explaining, he very rarely explains what it is to be enlightened. Like he'll use words like the unconditioned and the like free from phenomena and stuff like that. But it seems that it's like, if you try to pinpoint it super closely in a dictionary explanation, then you're going to cling to that. And you'd be like, oh, I understand it because I've got this concept. Exactly. It's kind of before concepts. It's the thing that it's like the moment you look, you see it. And then the second you're trying to like, oh, is this it? You start conceptualizing and it's not a conceptualization of something. It's experiencing just the profound nature of reality before conceptions even exist. Yes, exactly. You're getting
0: it. You have to break frame. And I think you can have these realizations in deep meditations and you don't have to rationalize them. You can just let them be. But I think that- For sure.
1: I think that's the way you have to do it, especially if you're someone like me who rationalizes a lot, that it's hard to break free from yeah, that. Yeah, let it go. Of-
0: we just have to okay. let it go and then you can de- and you can really i escape. do
1: for me. yeah it does still but like for me then it's like well then i would want to live forever do you know what i mean anyway it does i know happen. what you mean I exactly
0: think- but you would be outside of time that's what i'm trying to say so like you're still stuck in this frame of i want to live in time forever but i'm saying that you go beyond yeah. time and it's not you exactly like you lose your identity i think Don't you realize that you're not your identity? Like you already know you're not your thoughts. He's told me that before. Well, you're not your body either. So don't absolutize the body. It's a losing game.
1: And that's one that it always confused me with the Christian worldview because I actually don't think in terms of like soul. Like, I don't know if I believe in a soul. And I do think that like, I'm not this identification I have. But then there is this like sort of, uh, even whenever you try to explain it, it almost like is the worst way to do it. But it's like this like, it's like once you view it, like if you view this like almost crystallized little creature thing inside you and then you realize, oh, that doesn't even exist and it's just pure emptiness. But it is still like you're the awareness of this emptiness or well, you're not the awareness. You're like viewing the awareness, like even the fact of awareness.
0: Yeah. It's awareness like awareness of awareness,
1: It's like experiences happening because things exist, but you're I don't know. It's kind of hard to crystallize, especially I think if you got to go, but for me, that makes it even harder to like conceptualize my previous understanding of Christianity. Cause I always thought people believe there is this soul and there's this thing. And then that's the thing that continues on after you exist. But it seems like what you're saying is so much closer to what I understand. Yeah. Of, like drop everything you think, you
0: know, it. drop everything you think, you know, about Christianity. And if you want to read the Bible, read it completely open-minded and try to think before you read it like oh they're actually not referring to what i think it actually is like it's not literal especially new testament old testament is much more law-based like you said already um but like try to read it as you would a mystical buddhist text that's all i'm gonna say for now but uh, we can catch up later when awesome
1: you- yeah i think it's a good place to end it i always love chatting with you it's always it's good one. um Absolutely. yeah i appreciate it thank you I Have think I should night. let you get on. Thank you, sir. Cheers. Good morning. See you. Good morning.